0: Welcome to the third episode of Hashtag Wolves. I'm your host, Noah, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Will and the Wolves Den. How are we doing? Good. Excited to talk about the Timberwolves. Got
1: some of my precautionary rest already last night, so (laughs) with Daylight Savings Time, I won't be missing the Blazers game tonight. That's actually a good point by me. We're going to be covering three games, and we're recording on a Sunday, so... The Blazers game will be covered next week, even though it's being played A little p.m. housekeeping, as always. Yes, a little housekeeping being played at 8 p.m. tonight, and that'll be the first thing we cover next week. So what we've got this week is Monday against the Lakers, Wednesday against the Jazz. That was throwback night for several reasons. <laughs> and then game against the Warriors on Friday. And then after we cover the games, we're going to be looking into how the Wolves are doing statistically, kind of checking in on the rest of the Western Conference. So to jump right into the Lakers game, this was a really awesome win to start off the week. The Wolves pull off a 124-120 victory, and it seemed like a lot of people played pretty well. Jimmy played and really carried the team, and even though Jimmy was playing, Cat was still pretty engaged and had a solid game, which hasn't really been the trend with sort of the drama going on, and Towns not seeming to mesh with Jimmy really well. Derek Rose was taking lots of shots, was still in there.
0: Getting De- warm for next game.
1: Yes. Yeah, good point. But let's, not, let's not forget what happened against the Jazz on Wednesday, which we will be discussing. I had down in my notes that he was taking shots, 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 shots.
0: We'll cut it in or, like, get the rights to the song. Yeah, and if you need We're a big-budget podcast. (laughs) Yeah, if you
1: need me to re-record with a little bit more Spice, we can make that happen. But he was, like, 2 of 10 at one point in the fourth quarter with Jimmy playing really well and Towns getting his buckets, and he was still just attacking the rim. So, had mixed feelings that night. But ultimately, Wolves pick up the W, held LeBron to pretty low scoring in the first half, and then he kind of, like jogged his way to 29 points so really solid game butler had 32 a lot of that was in the fourth towns- a revered
0: general soreness
1: yes yeah well that must have made him very very sore towns had 25 and 16 and obi-wan akogi had 17 how do you feel about the nickname by the way
0: i really really like it and i know you're a big star wars fan so
1: I was going to say, it probably doesn't help you a ton as not being a Star Wars guy. I obviously but...
0: know who like it's referring to, though. Like,
1: gotcha. Okay, uh-huh. good. Well, hopefully he'll train in a younger Timberwolves Jedi at some point during his tenure. So like, any other thoughts on the Lakers game? I had really no expectations going into this one.
0: Yeah, it was an exciting start to the week, and I think it sort of set the precedent for the Jazz game, but I guess that's in in retrospect, right? It was also nice to have... Jimmy play right mm-hmm. I, I think in a big game against LeBron and I think we have a lot of te- a lot of players in our team who get hyped around like nationally televised games or just mm-hmm. big games so a lot of commentators will always say everyone plays hard when LeBron comes to town and it was kind of nationally televised and yep. followed so I think that helped a lot of our guys I've heard that Wiggins is like, like you could run a t-test and it would show significant differences between national games and local and I think right now with Jimmy's sort of tenacity or attitude, I guess. I think that he also lends himself Pettiness to Pettiness is the word that yeah. you're looking for. So I think he wanted to show out for the big game and then became general soreness.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I was excited, too, to see how the Lakers would play and like getting some of the extra buzz, having them be in town Um, Some of the coverage pregame was talking about JaVale McGee really reinventing his game. And then as I watched, it was like, he's playing well, but he's blocking shots and catching lobs. Like, how much is that?
0: He's a a tall man in front of the net. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, oh, wow, he really, really reinvented (laughs) his game. Now he rebounds a little bit more. So really solid game from the Wolves, I would say. Like you said, sets the tone for the big game of the week.
0: Yes, of course. Obviously, the headliner of this podcast is that D-Rose Went for fifty. The biggest thing, like I guess, I'm working my way backwards through the game, but I think it was just it was the best person for it to happen to. Mm-hmm. Over and over again, you're going to hear that it was. It's not the same as Cat going for sixty or Butler going for sixty five. Or you know, you know, you can name all these guys and say what they'd score, and it just still wouldn't amount to the same headline and drama. Like it's fun drama as opposed to the other drama we've had. And I think after the game we were there and we saw D. Rose just give that speech in the interview. I usually treat him sort of as an Andrew Wiggins, like how I feel like had potential. Wiggins has potential. They both kinda of take crazy shots and obviously if you've listened to this podcast, you know that frustrates me. But I totally did a one eighty after seeing that interview. And I, I regardless of what I think about his style, I guess it was just there's, there's no better person it could happen to or better situation that could come out of it, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's truly like an awesome sports story, and I think that's
0: why you go to games, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. It was the, it was kind of the best case scenario, I think, for that game where Teague was out and Tyus was out,
0: and no Jimmy. Yep, and, so and no Jimmy it to him, too. Right?
1: Yep, and then he was just absolutely balling. Gets the block to end the game. And I think you brought up a good point contrasting it with, like, if Carl scored 60 points, he scored 56 last year against Atlanta.
0: And it was fun.
1: Yeah, but it just did not carry the same weight as people getting so hyped about D
0: Rose. I think it's the raw emotion you see at the end of the game, too. Like, actually trying to hold back tears, but can't, like, holding the game ball. Mm -hmm. You can tell he hasn't felt that way in so long. Right. And you knew, like, he knew that he could do that, but to finally, like, exhibit that again I think was just huge for fans media and obviously himself
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I feel really really great for Derek because I haven't been like a huge loud and proud supporter no of him. I'm
0: the first one to say I yeah don't I'm not like the biggest fan of him prior to this
1: Yeah but then you see him like get really emotional try really hard take some questionable shots, but that's just what he does. And tonight, or not, sorry, not tonight, but like that game, he really, really had it, so.
0: You just contrast it to everything else that's been going on and I guess viewing the NBA as people getting money or something, but you could see that what mattered to him most, I guess, and at least that moment is just getting it done and seeing like the the product of your work, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So honestly, it was just, I'm glad we stayed a little bit after the game to see the interview and things like that. And I, I think one of the biggest things I saw after was, if you look at who kind of supported him after he, after the end of the game, like everyone was just so happy for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, I guess I wouldn't have expected that support if Cat or others did it. Not because they don't have anything against him, but just like there's so we, much like more said, to cheer for. The yeah, the product of the situation, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. And you mentioned like other people played really well too, and the Jazz are really good. So like this is an awesome win yeah, so to pick it, up. It was.
0: I would put it on the level of like the Lakers game for. How good I feel about it what beating the Lakers by four and beating the Jazz by three mm-hmm. I feel pretty similar about both great games, both fun games to watch again um,
1: solid western conference teams. yeah,
0: and it wasn't just Rose's fifty and for one, I don't have yeah Rose was nineteen for thirty one so he didn't just chuck up shots and fight, well he did, fight. but well, we, but he, he made chucked it. up thirty one shots, but to make nineteen of them it's just good. even pure percentage wise. Is good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to go two for three when you pick your three best opportunities of the game. Though mm-hmm. but when you're forced or choose to take 31 of those opportunities, you're going to be taking a lot of crazy shots, of course, yep. which he did. Yep. So yeah, he, obviously he goes for 50. Everyone else really, honestly played well. There isn't wasn't a standout terrible game from anyone. Towns 28 and 16. People link that to him supporting Rose and Butler being off the court. It's going to be a headline until Jimmy leaves. You know, Mm -hmm. there's going to be the on when Jimmy's on the court, when Jimmy's off the court. Cat stats, eleven points from the bench, kind of normal if you ask me, or low probably.
1: Yeah, (laughs) there's not a whole lot of bench scoring to be had at that point, especially because we were so depleted. We played like C.J. Williams, James. When one person takes
0: fifty of the points, there's just less. There's not a lot to go around. Yeah, Gobert honestly is one of my favorite players out there. Just because he he touches the same kind of thing in my head about Taj. Mm -hmm. Or just not that exciting, a lanky, tall dude. But how he's able to score so efficiently like every game and have 22 and 13. And then Mitchell's probably more of your exciting, flashy guy. Especially with the rookie of the year, not rookie of the year (laughs) conversation stuff. Yeah, all that buzz.
1: And he he got his, but uh, Okoge defended him really well through the first half. Which kind of led us hang around and get, like, a small lead against the Jets. Yeah, we'll
0: talk more later about it, but I think this was the week that he sort of flipped the switch, and I feel like he's he's comfortable now. Yeah, you know, you're in my respect. doesn't have the first few game jitters. I'm sure that was his goal.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, he probably saw me watching his Instagram stories and was like, wow, <laughs> this is big, really big. Um, I have actually a conspiracy question for you. Ooh. So Teague has been out for a couple games. Do you think he had the Rubio flu? Didn't want to... You know, go head to head against Rubio and have all the comparisons. He was like, "Hey, eh, you know, I'm just feeling a little sore. Jimmy's been pulling this. Maybe I'll pull I think this a, too. a silver
0: lining. Like yeah. he skipped his meds one day so that he'd feel a little sicker. Or yeah, something, maybe but... so.
1: Just I'll, I'm just going to float that out there as a <laughs> little conspiracy. And in retrospect, he should
0: have wanted to be out there because Rubio really just didn't do anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was kind of one surprise from the game. Is like just seeing. I was like, who's the Jazz point guard? Oh yeah, like ricky rubio our adorable kind of x mm-hmm. that's now playing in utah so
0: and then the one slight negative i guess of this game was offensive rebounding content getting offensive rebounded against us continues to be an issue so 30 percent of chances to get an op- offensive rebound the jazz grabbed as opposed to our 20 which is a little more normal it's not that we aren't grabbing offensive rebounds and we're doing pretty well at it but we're just we're not getting our own defensive rebounds as much as we should have. Mm-hmm. So we're just giving teams more shots to put up. So even though it was a close game, even though our efficient field goal percentage was 65 to their 55. That usually translates to more than a three-point lead, but just with them able to put up more shots and get more rebounds, it sort of cancels each other out. And then, yeah, like I said, Rudy Coper is definitely, is, is my uh, Taj number two. You're just going nine for 12, 13 rebounds and three blocks. Like just a Taj type game that I, I want to highlight. I always like to highlight the the, 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 the working players. class.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he definitely brings his like French lunch pail to every game. But that was great research that you had. The only like stats I dug into is Derrick Rose fifty. Oh, okay. Like that's all you need. I I can fill a whole podcast with this. I so. can
0: you know I can be like the five thirty eight and you can be the Buzzfeed. That's yeah.
1: The, I think it works well for us. So how do you how would you say that this uh, momentum translated towards the Warriors game on
0: Friday? I think what all eyes are on Rose for the next game. And that headline died pretty quickly with his four minutes. So he was the only player to go positive in the plus-minus column with plus three after four minutes. He is back. So I think we're going to have to wait until, what, two hours from now, four hours from now, to sort of see if Rose can continue that type of streak. Mm -hmm. But yeah, overall for the Warriors game, I watched it. Will was too tired. First three quarters. These
1: West Coast road trips, like, we'll get into the ones that are coming up. but That's where we sub me in. My Yeah, my coverage is not going to be elite. Once we get these Sunday <laughs> afternoon games where they're serving coffee. you just can't have
0: zero read in the Warriors this <laughs> year.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really, really tough. I've got no, nothing on the West. So,
0: sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, no. First three quarters, seriously, super great. Um, it all really came down to just the Warriors dribbling balls off their feet. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. So we just had more opportunities and we guess we took advantage of them. So turnover percentage overall for the whole game was 4.5% from us, which is really, really low. Also to their 14.1%. So that contrast just gives us more shots to put up. And I think I had somewhere, but yeah, Dray- Draymond turned it over on one out of three opportunities, one of three passes or sort of possessions of his resulted in a turnover he's such a swiss
1: army knife he does it all out there
0: Mm -hmm. and then i saw his assist percentage was like 42 percent. so i'm like what what else did this man do like he just (laughs) turned it over or passed the ball so i think he was the source of a lot of the first three quarters and the opportunities that sort of fell into our lap
1: i mean if i were steve kerr and i was running practice at this point i would have like draymond green Doing passing drills with no like actual hoop around just like you either throw it to somebody or you throw it out of bounds if that ball goes up at the hoop like kevin steph and clay are gonna yell at you
0: yeah it's weird when you're just the fourth offensive mans on that team Mm -hmm. (laughs) so interesting how that works out but yeah first three quarters played played great fun to watch and i don't think this well they actually only ended up losing by seven but fourth quarter they just truly a warriors versus wolves basketball game right like sort of right. how you would expect it to go and they just took the reins and 2 minutes into the fourth quarter i knew we were going to lose <laughs>
1: yeah well and it that stuff just happens like they're the best team in the nba but in all likelihood they're going to win the championship so there's not a whole lot to be upset about there's silver linings with we played well hung with them had, and the had a lead. yeah
0: and i think the line was like 11 and a half or something so a game we're supposed to lose, we've got two game, two great wins before that. Like This is our first week where I I felt that we were representative of where people thought we were, would be at. I felt like we kept reporting one and two, one and two, one and two, and it's like, if that just keeps up, you're going to be a 33% team. Yes, That's yeah. not a playoff team. So at some point, you kind of have to show up, and I think this was that week that we did it, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. So kind of a bummer to close out the week, but not really. And like you said, the two and one it feels good, and getting the two wins, especially with the awesome Derrick Rose storyline, it was just a really fun week at Timberwolves basketball. So,
0: and I think we talked about going into it that we didn't think this was going to be a two-win week, right? Mm-hmm. Lakers, Jazz, Warriors—like that's not an average week in, for an NBA team, right? Right. So, I'm, I'm glad about it. Some overall things, I think a lot of what can explain what's been going on is the that
1: uniforms. Bad. Oh no, sorry, go ahead.
0: <laughs> Buzzfeed out of left field. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so our defensive rebounding percentage is 30th, 30th, like by a significant amount. I don't know what it is, but I don't really have much of an explanation. And I didn't look, I guess, into individual players as much as I should have. But it has to be Towns and Gibson just not putting themselves in a place to rebound, right? And I'm sure a lot of it will get pinned on the whole Towns effort thing. Because I think rebounding, what, like, if you're bigger than the other guy and you put in more effort, like, you should get the board, Yep. It's not like a Markel Foltz, my shot's broken or something. You just grab the ball, right?
1: Right. And this is one of those stats, too. Like, it's still early in the season. It's probably the best time of year where we're past the first few games, but we can still put like the
0: small sample size asterisk on all of our stuff. I would even be a little more confident in it just because when you're 30th, I think there's something to read into. Like, mm-hmm. you, you could say that the. The range, you could call it twenty five to thirty, right? Like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't but I don't think we're gonna be end up number one. Yeah. Or probably even number fifteen in that area, right? If we're number thirty in it now. So I guess that's that's the extent to which you can read into it.
1: And it mirrors what we're seeing. As we're watching the games, we're kinda like, wow, they just keep getting offensive rebounds, you know, every single team that we're playing against. And whether it's long misses or Townsend, Gibson just not, you know, not really holding their own down there. The other thing too is Wiggins and Butler have been out, and they're pretty solid rebounders. So if we go to you know two guard lineups, those positions aren't going to rebound as well against or as compared to like Butler and Wiggins. No,
0: not at all. And I think also when you see that teams are putting up more shots than you, there's two things that can be happening: it's you're they're getting the rebound, or you're turning it over to them. Mm -hmm. And we're second best, like second lowest in turnover percentage. So it sort of controls for that turnover percentage, and it just. It comes down to we're getting out rebounded. <laughs> yes, yeah, So I think, I think that's the something to look for in the next week, and then just finishing up sort of my overall feel on the wolves and explanation. Uh, we're nineteenth in what's called SRS. All it is is margin of victory with a little bit of strength of schedule cooked into it, and I think that's about right. It sounds low, but what we're four and is it four and five? Right. Mm-hmm. So under five hundred and. By the stat, it says we should be three and six. So I would say like we've grabbed one game out of like luck or just having a randomly good week or something. And so it's this is a good start where we're at right now. But I think we just need to reflect and say like this is not how we want the season to continue. Mm-hmm. And we've had Jimmy in some of those games, so it's just interesting to think about what what happens if a trade goes through, as a lot of people are thinking about.
1: Yeah, you're right. We're kind of living dangerously with these really close wins. Like it's good to pick up close wins because you kind of get some grit and good experience. But it's got to be exhausting to have like every single game be really, really significant and go into clutch time. So, I mean, that's that's a really key so I feel like we're four and five, but we haven't really blown anybody out or like shown our kind of We're getting full three strength. and
0: four point wins. And then some games we've kind of gotten beat up. So mm-hmm. that's, that's probably why it translates to that. But you also need to think about if Jimmy gets traded, we also get someone in return. So mm-hmm. when he's just, when he's just out, out or general soreness, he, we don't have the guys that we'd be getting the trade and we don't have Jimmy in those games. Yep. So I guess that's one way to flip it on its head.
1: Yeah. It's kind of a double-edged sword on top of some of the like attitude things that we've, mentioned yeah you do you was, want to
0: take the positives or well
1: yeah i mean like some of the sass on uh twitter is kind of interesting but outside of that i'm sort of
0: not oh, about it <laughs> what, what's been made up for with my sadness about jimmy is like the improvement of of wolves memes yes so. yeah definitely
1: very hot on reddit right now so it's it's great to have woe kind of we're one of the most popular
0: my, teams right now or most talked about teams it's, but yeah say.
1: this yeah. week especially it was kind of cool to see some wolves buzz um, speaking of which, the, one of the things that I think made it a fun week was some of the Jersey news. So yes. kind of back to Buzzfeed on this one, we had the throwback jerseys on the Derrick Rose 50 point game where they had like the black unis with the little green trees. Why did we ever, ever change Literally, our the, jerseys the from that? Literally came
0: out and they, they had like old scoreboard graphics and things like that. I just, I ate up every second of it. Obviously it might get sick. We might get sick of it after 41 right. games, but I 100% welcome that yeah. like, back again this year.
1: Yeah, something like also a little simpler because some of the promo stuff can get over the top. But we do go to a lot of games, so we get maybe a little bit desensitized. Yeah, you get to understand, like
0: most people go, what, two to, th- two to three games is probably the median for mm-hmm. a fan. So they sort of cater things to that.
1: Yeah, so I really love the switching it up. That was really sweet. And then they announced their city edition unis were Prince-themed this year and put out a video and pictures of the uniforms they look awesome like they are loud but i think they did kind of the whole prince theme justice
0: it's nice that we have such a i guess cultural icon in minneapolis minnesota that is so associated with a a color and like a style right Mm -hmm. like there's obviously other rock stars out there where you can't really make a jersey around them but prince i felt like was such like a softball of a win you know what i mean yeah like of course we're doing purple prince and like his like lettering
1: <laughs> well yeah and you like prince too right like as a local guy <laughs>
0: throwing me under the bus. you could
1: for sure name like five of his albums right now on the spot right <laughs> literally it makes my hands <laughs> <laughs> no so you, you're totally right i minneapolis has been in a love affair with prince for a long time especially since his passing and this is just a cool nod to that and they
0: had to unveil at paisley park and like so it, between the Rose 50 and these jerseys, there's a very like Twitter esque week for the Wolves.
1: Yeah. Oh, and the other thing I forgot to, I was going to spring on you is um, why don't you tell people about our text exchange during halftime about the halftime performance? I went down to get some snacks and you like texted me in all caps thinking that Toto was going to was going to be
0: performing at after, And it was a throwback night, so it perfectly made sense. <laughs> I was like, they landed Toto? Like, I started singing the beat to Africa a little bit. And then what was the guy's name? I Tone don't even, Loke? Yeah, it was
1: bad. I mean, I'd never heard of him like it... There was kind of some energy, but I just thought, like, how cool would a prolonged Africa? Because I know, dun, 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 yeah, dun, I know dun. Uh, Africa and hold the line, but outside of that, I don't know any Toto songs. So. Play a
0: couple songs, and walk off.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be a sweet halftime show. But I just got back, and you're like, I thought it was Toto. It's Tone Low. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go get a hot tub. <laughs> so just another huge part of the Timberwolves' week. A lot of a lot of buzz General on that buzz, side. Yes.
0: Honestly, I think it helped put Jimmy sort of into the. The background, mm-hmm. I think it's starting to fade. It's just like a, the annoying Big Brother or something, right? Right. Like, it's old news. It's I, like
1: living with your ex. At a certain point, you <laughs> just kind of gotta like hit the gym every once in a while, get distracted with some up, tone yeah. loc, yeah, start blasting Africa, and you'll be good to go. You had some observations on Okogie during the games. How do you think it's built to like his overall performance?
0: Yeah, I think. The first three games, I started to do the, oh no, like, you know me, I I lump like Shabazz, Jamal, parts of Wiggins, parts of Rose sort of into this, wow, those guys look athletic and have this sort of upside. Yeah, my favorite players. But they're just chucking shots like left and right. Mm -hmm. I got nervous because Tibbs put this sort of stock into him that he doesn't usually put into rookies right away. And so I thought that was going to be the end result. His first three games, I would sort of say in a weird way, like I was right. I'm not trying to like win that. Mm -hmm. But the last three, he's shot 40% or higher in his his last three. And before that, he hadn't shot over 40%. And so I think he's kind of flipped the switch on it. And I'm definitely like on the hype now. I'll totally admit that I'm still a little nervous about Wiggins and Jamal-esque things. But honestly, like his minutes were all greater than 20 in each of those games. So I, I think he's like proved that he can... He can have a solid game. You know, if someone comes in for five minutes and goes two for three, I don't, I don't even want to read into that. But he's he's been a solid player and someone that's going to be in our rotation at least, or I probably starting a lot more than I think mm-hmm. in the last three games. I remember after his third game or something, I said once Wiggins comes back and once Jimmy's full time or something, like he'll just kind of go down to like a seventh man. And I 100% take that back based on hype, tips affection for him, and just his pure numbers.
1: Yeah, he's definitely earned his playing time, I would say. We had we both had that same concern. Like once we were at full strength, Tibbs would just kinda of snap back into his old ways. But hopefully he mixes a Kogi in. It might be at the expense of Tyus Jones, who kind of plays the two guard or, or like Tibbs is pretty loyal to D Rose, but I'll definitely trade some Tyus minutes for a Kogi minutes at this point because he's a wing and we definitely need some wing depth.
0: For sure. And just another Sabre metric coming at ya. His game score in the first seven games was 2, 7, 6, 2. And then the last three were 17, 9, and 10. Yeah. Game score is basically just points but adjusted for how you shot, get some steals, subtract some turnovers, things like that. So, so
1: over it, 10 is kind of what he's how he's been playing consistently over the past couple of games. Yeah, so Whereas for example, to- a
0: 10 game score is a game where he goes 4 for 10, Six for seven from the line and grabs five boards. Just kind of like does everything good, right? Yep. You don't put up thirty. So I think if we can keep getting that from him and four for five against Utah with Rose, just so everything kind of came together in that Utah game. And I felt like there was a turning point. And I don't think that Golden State was a like a an L. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it wasn't a moral L. Yeah, it's a blip on the
1: radar for me. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna beat everybody basically. So yeah, it that was kind of the vibe of the week i would say how the two and one makes us feel and now looking at where the wolves have sort of landed uh just about 10 games into the season we're ninth in the west uh still really early and it's pretty much a log jam
0: Um, we might not even deserve to be ninth looking back looking forward i i feel like ninth is a good place yeah you know to be but We've got some work to do. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I think some some teams have really been a surprise as I was looking up and down the standings. Like the Nuggets have just been absolute world beaters. Looks like they might be for real, but like the Sacramento Kings have started off Really hot, which was a surprise to Fox me. Fox
0: came out of nowhere. Jokic came out of nowhere. I think they're both being kind of driven by one player. So mm-hmm. it's, we're going to see if that keeps up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So some other important things to kind of keep an eye on. The Wolves are 11th in offensive rating and 28th in defensive rating overall. 26th in net rating. So sort of similar to last year, where we had a pretty solid offense. Yeah, it's
0: a surprise to many people. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: But the 26th in net rating is sort of a surprise to me. Just but it's probably due to how close these games are.
0: Yeah, we're winning by a little and losing by a lot, I think is the thing. But obviously records don't show that. So I think if we can go into this week and I mean and keep up what we did last week, we'll be in a better place in all of these stats.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Any other thoughts as you kinda like look around the league and at the standings at all?
0: Just the fact that we have three road games this week is kind of what's on my mind, I guess.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. I do... The East should be a little bit more fun to watch this year. It looks like it'll be a three-horse race with toronto boston and milwaukee
0: yeah i literally like turn on games if it's a western conference like top eight team or those three teams in the east because Mm -hmm. i don't i don't feel really anything regarding four below in the east you're telling me you
1: didn't want to watch like trey young's 24 points the other night (laughs) not exactly what you're going to spend your time like there's like
0: some g league games sprinkled throughout the nba this year
1: yeah that's what youtube ultimate highlights are for (laughs) but yeah that's a great point our week coming up we have portland in a couple hours uh we'll be breaking that game down next week and then well that's on the road and then three other road games monday at the clippers wednesday at the lakers and friday at the kings so i will be asleep for every (laughs) single one of those games
0: so it might just be a lone me podcast yes or me mansplaining you what the wolves were about? Last like, week.
1: oh no! <laughs> belly scored how much in the that? That was the one thing that actually jumped out to me. Apparently, Sacramento loves Belly. So. He's been,
0: him and Fox have just been going on a tear. Mm-hmm. I think he's he was like he's number seven right now. When I looked about probably about five days ago, and value over placement player. Mm-hmm. So, like obviously seven games, all that, but just to be like a top ten player for ten games, kind of makes me miss him a little bit.
1: Yeah, who knew that consistent minutes might actually help like he's 31 but it's only like his third year in the league or something so he's basically 22 played juniors in hockey yes yeah so um actually good for
0: belly i always liked him Mm -hmm. any other big thoughts on the week what about prediction for tonight uh is that negative five and a half line portland or us portland i was gonna say portland at home i feel like should be a definite favorite um no jimmy tonight right general soreness as Mm -hmm. always um
1: precautionary rest
0: I say LWW for the week, with, but I'm, I'm honestly going to—oh, shoot. There's four games on this list. I didn't even see the Lakers. Uh, I say W at Clippers, L at Lakers, W at Sacramento. Kind of boring predictions, but honestly, I think Sacramento could be an interesting game, too.
1: Two and two. Nice. Yeah. I yeah. got a nice little micro-scale prediction for you. I think <laughs> Portland tonight, I think Towns is going to body Nurkic. I'll buy into the, like, he plays well without Butler storyline. I think I think he's going to get his against the
0: Blazers. So BuzzFeed and TMZ.
1: Yes, wow. Yeah, I got all sorts <laughs> of, uh, whatever your favorite, like, fringe news site is, I'm that for the Timberwolves. <laughs> Should be a pretty fun week.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Wow. And with that.
0: Howl. how.